0: Welcome to a new episode of Land, Grant, Holy Land, In Conversation. My name is Matt Tammanini. On this podcast, we talk to people in and around Ohio State Athletics and the sporting world at large to bring you a different insight and perspective to the teams, athletes, and university that you love. On today's episode, I'm joined once again by one of my favorite people in the entire world, the loveliest Buckeye herself, Alexis Chase. And how are you? Welcome back to the podcast feed.
1: I'm good. Thanks for having me. I miss you.
0: I know. It's been a while. We used to do podcasts together here. You used to run Land Grant Holy Land. Now, what is your official title? Are you the deputy producer, deputy editor for Bleeding Green Nation? What's your official title up there now?
1: Yeah, I think I'm like a deputy assistant producer. I don't know. I I just write a lot of stuff.
0: About the Eagle. That's That's the SB Nation Philadelphia Eagles site.
1: Yes, so which is good and exciting, although they don't have any Buckeyes on their roster anymore, which makes That's me annoying. quite sad.
0: That's very annoying. I know they used to have a, a couple. You had Malcolm. You had yep. um, Cam. Cam <laughs> right, of course. We had a lot of lot of love for Cam Johnston in the uh, podcast feeds here at Land, Grand, Holy Land over the years for multiple different reasons. Um, but we're back. Yes, we can talk about Eagles if you want, but we are really here to talk about the fact that it's college football season, and that's exciting. We've got a ton of other content in this feed breaking down the game. Uh, So whether that's on um, Silver Bullets, whether that's on Hangout in the Holy Land, whether that's on uh, Buck Off, whatever, we've got plenty of content to break down the on-field stuff. But Alexis, I wanted to talk to you because now that you aren't working in covering College football now. It's been a few seasons, actually. Uh, you're just kind of like a fan. You are a rabid Buckeye fan. And I just kind of want to talk to you about how exciting it is that we are finally, after this incredibly long off season, getting back to college football action.
1: I feel like this is the first season that I'm super excited for in a few years. Like you had the super weird, you know, pandemic season. Right. And then the season after that, like last season, it was exciting and the team was good and, you know, all those things. But it still felt weird because we were still like kind of in a pandemic and it was still a little Weren't sure if
0: games are going to get cancelled still, all that stuff. Yeah,
1: or uh, players were missing games for being mm-hmm. sick and all those things. And so I feel like this is the first season that feels like regular, like normal. Yeah. So I'm super into it. Like I I'm really excited. I think we're going to be obviously fantastic and I'm back to my we're going to win every game 59 to 10.
0: I mean, sure. I, I feel like that might be a little low for some of the games that they have coming up, especially in their non-conference <laughs> schedule after the first one. Um, although I would not be surprised if they put up 59 against Notre Dame, but that's a whole other conversation, which we will get to momentarily. But do you, ha, have you found that like your viewing has changed how you watch games? Now you have two kids uh, now, one fairly newborn. So that obviously plays a factor into that, but like, Has your appreciation for watching the games changed, obviously, since you're not covering the team anymore, but also just because, like, the whole college football landscape has changed in the past, you know, three, four, five years?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's way less, I guess, maybe analytical. Like, I'm not trying to pick apart or figure out or sort out what they're trying to do with every play. And, you know, like you said, I have two kids. So now I'm kind of like distracted in some capacity, too. So you come back and you're like, wait, how would we score a touchdown? And then you can like rewind it. So it's it's a little less like you have to be in the moment, and you but you still get to ex- enjoy
0: it. Do you do you do you find that is do you like Do you do you like that more not being as in the weeds on the details? Or, or do you kind of long for the time when you could just like. Hunker down and, and nerd out about what was actually happening on each play.
1: It's a little bit of both because I I feel wholly unprepared for the season, like huh. you know, because I haven't been following every practice or you know uh
0: every press conference, mid, yeah, those
1: kinds of things. Like, so it's, but that's also kind of exciting. Is that there's a lot more unknown, so it's more surprises, and typically, hopefully. With the Buckeyes, it's going to be more good surprises. Like, oh, my gosh, I was not expecting him to be this like breakout wide receiver when you, somebody who's been like meticulously watching all offseason, is like, oh, yeah, well, we knew he was going to
0: be a rock star. I'm going to be like
1: pleasantly surprised at, you know, some of these new names who break out this year.
0: Yeah, obviously, when it comes to the Eagles, you do a lot of press conference breakdowns. So there's probably not a single word that has been said about the Eagles coming out of training camp that you haven't you know heard watched written or you know kind of analyzed so it's it it, i'm sure it's hard to kind of like go back and forth between the college football and the nfl sides of your brain and try to like balance the fandoms but also kind of like having very different perspectives on each team but that's exciting um You're excited about the season, you said, which is good because I think the team is going to be very good. But like you don't necessarily have a ton of that background information of everything that's been going on. So what are your expectations other than winning every game 59 to 10? But like offense will obviously be good beyond that as a fan. who, And I know you're more plugged in than a lot of other people still are. But what are your expectations? What are you expecting to see from this team or maybe even just hoping to see this season?
1: Yeah, I mean, like you said, the offense should be firing on all cylinders realistically. And if they're not, then what a travesty that will be. But so I'm really more excited about the defense. Um, You know, it's been a long time since we've had the silver bullets and we've had a linebacking core and, um, you know, defensive backs that can really fly around the field and bring their own energy. I feel like last season it was all like, like you couldn't wait for the offense to get on the field because they were playing so fast and, you know, with so much energy and they had this just swagger about them. And then the defense would come on and you'd be like, okay, but can the offense come back? Like, that's who I really want to watch. Like I love watching defenses when they're really playing good defense, I guess. And uh, we haven't had that. And not even just, you know, like last year, it's been years since we've had, an Ohio State defense that was really just phenomenal. Like twenty nineteen, the-
0: twenty nineteen was good. That was the one year Jeff Hathley was was the defensive coordinator. Like he came in. Twenty eighteen was awful. Jeff Hathley came in and we're really good. Then he goes to Boston College to be the head coach, and then it's been bad for the last two years since. So I want to give Hathley his credit because that one season sure. they ended up being like a top. I don't know, maybe even a top ten defense. I think overall, but other than that, it's 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 been a minute.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just I remember back in our day. <laughs> When, you know, like you had quarterbacks who were, you know, maybe not so stellar, but then you had, you know, James Laurinaitis and you had Malcolm Jenkins. And it didn't almost matter that the offense wasn't that good because the defense was going to not only keep offenses from scoring, but they were also going to take the ball and probably score themselves. So. I can't imagine what a Buckeye team would look like to have that on both sides of the ball, but I feel like Mm. we're getting closer to that. And I'm just really excited. I just want a really good defense. And I have, you know, love Carrie Coombs, you know, but I'm excited for a neck, a new chapter and to see, you know, hopefully if we can get back to some of those glory
0: days. Yeah, you you mentioned James Larnitis. He is yes. no longer in the booth for the Big Ten Network. He is now on the coaching staff of Notre Dame. He, I don't think he's an official assistant. I think he's like a uh, not an analyst, but he's he's not one of the actual like official assistant coaches. But anyway, he's joined the staff of former Ohio State linebacker Marcus Freeman, who's now the head coach of Notre Dame. Last year's. Ohio State linebacker coach uh, Al Washington is now the off uh, the defensive coordinator and the the um, uh, the linebackers coach at Notre Dame. What are your thoughts about all of these former Buckeyes being on the staff there? And I mean, in all fairness, Marcus Freeman tried to hire even more guys. He. he you know, talked to Brian Hartline, talked to uh, Larry Johnson, trying to get them to come over, which I feel like both of those guys were just using that as a way to get a little bit more money out of Ohio State because I don't think they were actually going anywhere, which is totally fine. But what are your thoughts about this guy who made his name at Ohio State, went on to play in the NFL, and now not only has been trying to, like, steal everybody who works at the Woody, but he also hasn't had exactly great things to say about his time at Ohio State.
1: Yeah, so I think... A lot of that's show, you know, it's like I'm the head coach of a team that's not necessarily a rival of Ohio State, but certainly two schools that have a yeah. history. And, you know, so like that's all fine and good. And he's a young coach. And so he's obviously going to have young um, peers who he wants to bring into his coaching circle and, you know, build his staff with some of the best and of course, who are the best former ohio state players or coaches like i totally get that like you know i'm not bitter about that what i am bitter about is i think letting james laurinitis go there or not already having him as part of ohio state staff is one of the things that i consider ryan day's biggest failing as a head coach and there's not much that ryan day does that i just don't love and like You know, give the man a crown; he can be the king. I don't care. Like, love him. But the fact that Laurinaitis wasn't already on the staff at Ohio State to help the linebackers, especially since they've been how they've been the past few years, that's what really irritates me the most.
0: And there, there were reports that Ryan Day had talked to Laurinaitis, and I don't know if this was. I think it was after the season in the same kind of time that he was talking with Notre Dame. So, um, it might've just been, he opted to go with his, his friend rather than his alma mater. Um, but also if Marcus Freeman, uh, had not been named the head coach at Notre Dame, he had an offer essentially reportedly to be Ohio state's defensive coordinator. So it's interesting how all of these things overlap and, and come together, um, You know, to to kind of these two programs, that, like you said, don't play all that often. They haven't played since 1996 in a regular season game. Of course, they've had some postseason matchups, um, but they do feel like rivals, especially on the recruiting trail right now. They're going head to head on a lot of guys. Um, Marcus Freeman, uh, you know, has really kind of already elevated the stature of that program in a lot of ways, even though Brian Kelly had it probably at its peak uh, for the last couple of years. Um, But it's interesting. It's a lot of 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 interesting storylines heading into this game. So I want to ask you, I know you are going to be with your husband's family in South Carolina for this game. How are, how are you planning to watch this game? I assume it's a seven 30 game. At least one of the kids will be asleep by then maybe, but uh, how are you planning to enjoy the season opener on Saturday night?
1: Well, I haven't figured out exactly the plan other than we're putting the kids to bed early, and if not, the older one can just stay up. I don't care, but we're watching the game, and I'm not going to be quiet, so we're going to have to figure out some sort of uh compromise or you know just throw caution to the wind, and both kids are going to be up until eleven, and Sunday's gonna suck, you know either either way,
0: yeah, totally fine Sundays suck whatever that's that's you 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 live with it that there's no n f l this week. So it's not like you have to then go work a in Eagles game. So you're fine. You know, whatever. Let, let them let yeah. them stay up. Let give the kids some screen time, give them some cake, give them some candy, whatever. It's all good.
1: Yeah, I don't care. Just sit over there and let me watch football
0: pretty much. <laughs> what is your go-to game day snack?
1: Um any kind of dip. Like I'm not oh. really if so I'm a dip enthusiast, but I'm not really like picky about dip, so you know you've got like your traditional like um
0: Sour buffalo cream, chicken aniana. dip oh, yeah, that too
1: yeah um or like even a good spinach artichoke dip anything with cheese
0: queso <laughs> yeah i have to say is queso its own thing or is that a dip as well or is that like dip adjacent
1: that's i mean that's a type of dip okay. um but it's one that's like like you can't just also you can't buy queso And Mm. you can't really make queso. So you have to order it from a Mexican restaurant in my opinion. Like that's the only way you're going to get like queso. And there really is no substitute, by the way, to Cazuela's on campus. That queso is and always will be my ultimate number one.
0: Okay. What about on the sweet side of things? Is there anything that you like to have other than, I mean, I'm going to take the traditional Buckeyes out of the mix beyond... The Buckeye candies. Is there anything you like to have certain cookies, certain cakes, pies, whatever?
1: Not really. I feel like I don't know. I mean, I'm more of like a salty girl on game day, I think.
0: Although if there's
1: a brownie or a cookie, I mean, I'm definitely going to have some of it. Yeah. It's just if I if you're inviting me to your party, I'm bringing something salty and it's probably a dip.
0: <laughs> and depending on the outcome of the game, your attitude as well, so... Uh...
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a
0: happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Okay, so uh, you're getting ready to head on vacation, so I don't want to take too much of your time, but I do want to kind of get your thoughts on this whole shakeup in the Big Ten meteorites deal. This will be the final season that. They are airing games on ESPN after 40 years. They are now going to have uh continue their deal with Fox who is probably going to be their partner in perpetuity because they own 61% of the Big 10 network so that's probably never going to change. But now they are in- entering into an agreement with both CBS and NBC which also includes uh NBC Universal's streaming site Peacock. What are your thoughts on not having a presence on the worldwide leader in sports? Uh, not only football, although I feel like maybe one Ohio State game a year at most football game will be on Peacock, but there will be a lot of basketball on Peacock as opposed to uh, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPNU, all of those things. What are your thoughts on these changes? Are you excited about the opportunities they could bring? Do you think it's kind of crappy for accessibility? What, what are your thoughts?
1: Um, I'm a little all over the place with this. So, like, 1st haha, Mark May
0: zip it. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been on ESPN like in a decade. But yes, that's correct as well.
1: I don't care. But I mean, I think I think it'll actually maybe help with accessibility a little bit because some of the streaming services do take out some of like the regional viewing issues.
0: Yeah, usually not an issue for Ohio State, but certainly for other Big 10 teams.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And now that the big 10 is going to be i don't know the big 20 which is just so stupid <sighs> like change the name we're not 10 teams anymore we haven't been 10 teams in forever yeah, it's 1994 really take- yeah i mean and then if you're going to keep expanding which is fine whatever i don't even have opinions about that like just change the name or like figure something out because you're not the big 10 but anyway Um, I do think that'll be important. I think it'll be tough for some of the other sports like more than football. will be fine. Ohio state fans will always find a way to watch their game. And aside from like the streaming at home, you know, it's almost any city you can go to like an Ohio state bar. You're in Arizona. Okay. I'll go to the Ohio state bar. Like you can find the game, but it's I do have some concern about how it will affect some of the other um, sports that, you know already have a hard time getting like airwaves um sure and if if you know they don't have that availability with espn like some of the women's basketball and you know things like that that's where i think it may be a problem but i mean come on billions of dollars like eight, i can't eight I billion can't. dollars like, it's so much money like uh so i don't know i guess good for the conference probably good for fans but not all fans and like i don't know hey hey gene smith give me give me some money
0: i know i we were talking about on our slack channel like i feel like alums of Ohio State and other Big Ten schools should get a cut of that. I mean, at least a little, because really you're you're making that money on our backs. I mean, because they know we're going to tune in. So at least kick us back a little bit. I mean, kick us back like 50 bucks a piece at least. I mean, that's, you know, that, that seems like the least they could do. I
1: mean, they're getting my viewership for the last 30 some odd years. Like, that's worth something. I agree. And also, can we also talk about how it's now
0: the safe light field? Is that right? I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean I I don't care. I mean, like it's still Ohio Stadium. It's just they named the field. They they got money to let some insurance company or what is that what they are insurance? Um
1: uh, No, they like fix
0: cars. Oh, they're like the windshield people, right? Yeah, like we'll
1: come to you and fix yeah. your windshield. Yeah.
0: So, that's fine. I don't care. Do you have a problem like I, I whatever. It's right. that's that's the way. It's like putting logos and sponsors on uniforms now in professional sports. Like I just don't Whatever, it's the price of doing business, I suppose.
1: I guess I don't know. Have you ever seen the movie *Idiocracy*?
0: Um, I have. I, it's been a while, but I am a big fan of basketball, which is also kind of fits into some of yeah. this as well. And
1: so, with like the big billboards, with like all the different, um, you know, promoters and like sponsors, it just it feels like one small step for safe flight one giant leap for everyone who wants a piece of the puzzle or a piece of the pot yeah like i don't know but whatever get their money i guess i don't know as long as it trickles down to students somehow and doesn't just go in like coaches and administrative pockets i won't complain
0: yeah i mean i guess we'll see i i i'm a little hesitant to believe that any of this money will uh, ever be paid directly to students or to student athletes. Um, but I guess it, it, it'll happen eventually. But how that works, I don't know. But at least in the way that they invest in the programs, I think that will certainly happen because it's an arms race. It's You know, you have this money you want to invest in the, the facilities. You want to invest in recruiting. You want to invest in all of the things that make kids want to come and play sports, whether it's football, basketball, any Olympic sport at your school. So I think it'll – trickle down to them in some way if it actually ends up in their like literal pockets i think it will eventually but it might not be in this tv deal so we will see all right what yeah i'll get you out on this you're excited about the game you're gonna be watching it maybe a few cold ones down on uh on saturday night give me your give me your prediction for the game it can be a score what you think happens storyline whatever what do you think happens When a number two Ohio State hosts number five Notre Dame in the horseshoe on Saturday night.
1: So I think it's going to be, I'm going to go 59-21 because I I just don't know.
0: I I love you so much, Alexis.
1: I just don't know. And I also think that there is going to be some interesting words from the Buckeye alum who are now on Notre Dame's coaching staff. I don't know if it's going to be like it wasn't fair or I just think there's going to be something snarky that, you know, is going to linger for a while after their loss.
0: Wow. So they're going to go full heel turn Jim Harbaugh whiny after the game.
1: Yes. Well, like it was a good game, but.
0: There's always a but. Always a but. All right. Well, that's good. I love it. Fifty nine twenty one. Is that what you said? Yes. All right. <laughs> I've I've missed you and your Ohio State <laughs> predictions, Alexis. Uh, man, I make I love really
1: predictions, but I commit to them. I commit to the badness of Who my cares?
0: decisions. It's this is we are a sports blog. We're a fan <laughs> blog. Who cares if we're wrong? I mean, I mean, I will in our preseason predictions uh which will be coming out on friday for our entire staff which i think you're technically still on that list if you want to submit your predictions uh you uh i'll be i'll be bringing it back after the season to see who was right and wrong but i mean go big or go home i would rather i mean i have i'm looking at a betting ticket from las vegas when i was in las vegas visiting my sister last month i put 100 bucks on ohio state to win the national championship if i if they win i end up making 450 bucks if they lose whatever it was yeah. entertainment i put my put my money where my mouth is
1: i'll probably lose a whole lot of money next year when it's legal in ohio but you know that's that's next year's
0: problem yeah <laughs> that's 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 next year's alexis so exactly Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day with two kids getting ready to head down for a nap to talk to me. I always love talking to you and I miss you. Um, for everybody listening, thank you for listening to this episode of Land Grant Holy Land in Conversation. Um, Alexis, where can people find you on social media?
1: I'm at Lovely Buckeye pretty much everywhere.
0: Yep, pretty much. All right. If you are finding this episode on the aforementioned website, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are doing, I mean, nearly two podcast episodes every single day to make sure that you have every possible perspective to cover this Ohio State football season as well as other things in the Buckeye uh, athletic universe. Also, don't forget to follow Land Grant Holy Land on Twitter at LandGrant33, and you can find me at BWW Matt. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon, and as always, go Bucks.
1: Go Bucks.